the U.S. stock markets take a hit and Bitcoin spikes. The Litecoin halving has happened with mining difficulty doubling, and Facebook tells investors they may have to cancel Libra due to regulatory issues. We've got all the freshest crypto and blockchain news, including a story about how a stoned customer accidentally tipped a pizza delivery girl $1,000 in Bitcoin. Salt and pepper, Travis and Joel, pizza and Bitcoin. Two of three of those pairings are legendary. The other, well, it's just us welcoming you to the bad news, episode number 293 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Are you ready to push it real good, Mr. Salt and Pepper? Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. Guess who's back? Back again. Bad news is here. Tell your friend. I mean, <laughs> if you have more than one friend, you can tell them. But most people that have was one friend. About the uh, whitest rap I've ever heard. Yeah. Hello, friend. <laughs> Hello, friend. Uh, Joel Com here, Travis right there, and welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the bad news edition. We had so many people saying, man, we missed bad news. You need to do bad news. Why are you not doing bad news? When are you guys going to do bad news? And here we are. Who said that? Several people. Their names, other names are anonymous. I I missed it. You missed it? So You missed it? I said it. I saw lots of people saying that on Twitter, like, oh, I missed your bad news. When are you guys going to do bad news? Mm. Bad news is back, bitches. Wizard guys. Yeah. It's good news. It's good news. It's bad news. It is good news. Also, good news, our sponsor, Nazgo, the GoDaddy of the blockchain. You guys have, hopefully you've checked it out at Nazgo.com. They've actually got several applications in the Nazgo ecosystem. And most recently, we tried out the Amico app, which basically you don't have to remember a super long private key, your phone number is your wallet along with your password and so even if you delete the app you don't got to go digging for 12 words you just put your phone number in it verifies back to your phone you've got access to your nsg in your wallet they're coming up with some really cool tools and you're going to be hearing more about them in the future especially as celebrities and influencers get on board building their own blockchains with nasgo you can check it out at nasgo.com you know what else we should do, Mr. Jolcom? We should get into the nudes. Let's do the the, the nudes. We should get There's, into some nudes. There's <laughs> this is a uh, a family friendly show, Mr. Travis. Right? We don't do nudes here, unless, of course, you are once again recording in the buff, which mm-hmm. I know you are wont to do from time to time. Well, I mean, we just, we just if you're going to do nudes, just put them on the blockchain so they're transparent. All right. Let's get to the nudes on the blockchain. Here we go. All right, time stamping this for August 6th at 1.30 p.m. a mountain standard time. If you're wondering why I always say mountain instead of Pacific or East Coast, it's because I'm in Denver and I just go, I look at my clock mm-hmm. and that's you're so, the time You're here. so Joel specific. I'm mountainist. You're mountainist. That's <laughs> I am. Let's jump over to coingecko.com. And uh, it's our new favorite site for checking all of the cryptos out. The market cap as of right now, refreshing, is uh, $306.5 billion. Bitcoin, 11661 Ethereum, 227 XRP, $0.31. Cents. Bcash, 339 Litecoin, 92 Binance Coin, 27 EOS, 411 Tether, $0.99. Cents. Bitcoin SV at 150 and Cardano, 
rounding out the top 10 at five and a half centavos. Mm-hmm. One thing I like to point out here is the Bitcoin dominance in the whole market place right now, Mr. Jolcom, 67.9%. That's huge. That is, how, that is, that that is serious. When is altcoin season going to happen? Like some of that Bitcoin dominance needs to rain down in altcoins, they said, right? They, I don't know who they are. They, just because we've seen said. that, I think so many people got burned on the altcoins on the last bull and then bear run that uh, there's a lot more hesitancy to play outside of the top ten or twenty cryptos. I'm kind of sad to see Stellar fall to eight cents, uh, sitting at number twelve. Yeah, I do think that is. I do think that is is interesting to see. And another thing that is interesting to me, and this is part of our news, and we might as well just talk about this first, is the Litecoin happening occurred, and it didn't really do much to the to the price of Litecoin. It actually looks like it's gone down. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. We saw Litecoin go over six months from about $30 actually back in January. And then in June, it hit 120 And now it's been bouncing between like 92 and, and 98 And the having has havened. And um, so now Litecoin is half the coin it used to be, mm. <laughs> right? Because well, it's twice as difficult to mine it now. Well, twice as difficult, and the reward has gone down from 25 Litecoin, you know, every two and a half minutes now to 12.5 Litecoin every two and a half minutes. So roughly, what does it say? Roughly 576 blocks are produced in every 24-hour cycle. So a new supply of 7,200 Litecoins will enter the market every day instead of the 14,400 that we're entering the market every day. So there are less Litecoins being created now folks and uh, typically what happens is the price goes up when you're doing a when a happening but not this time not with the litecoins and according to this article on the coin desk it is no longer profitable for some older older miners the bitmains antminer l3 is no longer profitable to mine litecoin as it is. So Litecoin has become more scarce now, and you think that that would trigger an increase in the value. I think that people bought and sold the news of the having coming, and then the having happened. I'd like to say happened instead of happened, just because I like to play with the words. And now it's just a matter of time, right? Because it's scarcer, it's more difficult. The price has to rise as long as Litecoin is still going to be a thing. At least that's what I'm going to go with, being a non-financial advisor. Yeah, and I noticed here in this article on CoinDesk, there is a minor profit index from F2 Pool, which is one of the largest mining pools by hash rate. And they basically, you can click on which crypto you're mining and bad coins not on there we need to let them know but um gotta they gotta that. fix that but it'll basically tell you which ones are profitable which ones are not profitable and how much revenue you can expect to gain per 24 hours depending on the device that you're using and yeah it says a couple of those devices are no longer profitable uh with litecoin so take that for what it's worth folks there will not be a bad coin having for about three and a half years or so. So you guys are, are you know, mine it now while you can. It's super easy to do. Badcoin.net and you can figure out how to do it. Meanwhile, the uh, the the king daddy of yes, yes. Bitcoin oh, said, oh, never mind. 
is at market dominance. And we saw briefly overnight, Bitcoin went above 12,000. Right now, it's sitting at around 11,700. And the reason for the rise appears to be the trade war between the U.S. and China. The stock market took a serious hit yesterday, went down about 700 points. Not vagina, China. He says says it's China. China. (laughs) (laughs) Got to add tariffs to the China. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in a trade war with China. (laughs) And what's really interesting is both Bitcoin and precious metals are becoming the refuge uh, that, you know, I guess surprised a lot of people. You know, it's not unusual to see people move Mm -hmm. their money into gold. And by the way, gold right now, just for point of reference, is at 1471 an ounce, which is the highest it's been in a long time, silver at 1641 an ounce. So a bad economy, the threat of a recession is boating well for yeah well not only is you know is america you know adding tariffs to china but china also devalued their currency and that's a really big thing and then so then now the us government has said that china is a currency manipulator and so with some of that stuff going on people are going whoa the stock market went down right and crypto is going up and you know, is that going to be the case if, you know, if we have more of this plunging going on? It would seem that as we move forward into the future years, as Bitcoin becomes more prevalent, and crypto becomes more prevalent in people's lives, then it would seem that when things go wrong in the traditional monetary system, people are going to move over to the digital currency and crypto asset system is what it seems like would happen. That makes the most sense. And we're seeing maybe a little bit of foreshadowing of that right now, Mr. Jolcom. Maybe even some five shadowing. I don't know. I'll just I'll up your fat of foreshadowing. Tom Lee is the uh, head of Fundstrat, and he comments on CNBC News quite a bit. He agrees that the reason we've got a crypto rally, and he is bullish on Bitcoin, is says says investors are seeking a hedge against rising global risks. Of course, he has been a Bitcoin bull for a long time. We've referenced Tom Lee many times. In fact, we should probably get Tom on the show. Uh, But he says, quote, crypto is now positively correlated to gold. And so it's definitely the biggest winner for the year, right? Because where was uh, where was Bitcoin on January 1st? Let me consult CoinGecko. Oh, I'm not sure exactly where it was on January 1st, but I do know like on, on February 18th, it was near its lowest at like 3,200. Mm. Well, unlike you, Mr. Travis Wright, I will be able to tell you exactly where Bitcoin was on January 1st because I'm consulting CoinGecko right now and I need to go. Point Gecko knows all the things. Shout out to Bobby yeah, Hong. Point Gecko does know all the things. We had him on the show recently. January first was three thousand seven hundred and ninety-four. So you know you're looking at a a three x return, a three hundred percent return. I don't think anything in the stock market has, unless except for the Impossible Burger, right? The people that made the meatless veggie burger. That thing like IPO'd it three or four dollars a share and is worth like two hundred dollars a share it's one of those uh, uh unicorn things that happen but mm-hmm. in general nothing else has performed as good as bitcoin has this year you know what that's been the case in many years i think the only time that bitcoin that was not the case was in 2018 
right? I mean, every other year, um, most every year, Bitcoin, the returns on Bitcoin have been just amazing. 2018 was quite an anomaly because it popped up so much and then hit nearly 20,000. And then, you know, it stagnated and then dropped like a rock. And uh, so when it goes down, it goes back up. And here we are, 2019 is going back up. So that's good. Now, in the past couple of years, you know, Tom Lee, he said that that crypto has really been correlated to the dollar. But now the weak dollar is is also being good for Bitcoins and it's now being more correlated to gold. So, you know, that I've always thought that's interesting. It's positively correlated to gold, as you said, and it's they're using it as a hedge against global risk potentially. But the thing that's interesting to me is that gold hasn't moved much at all in in the past few years and it's starting to starting to get shook up a little bit now and I mean, it's almost at 1500. It was down to like 1200 something not long ago. And when you start seeing moves like that with gold, something that's been so stable for so long, that's something that makes your eyebrow raise up, Mr. Joel Kahn, makes you go, hmm. My precious metals. And Mr. Travis Wright, also in the news on Coindesk, eToro. And of course, eToro is a sponsor of this show, full disclosure, but they've got some big news. Their wallet is adding support for, get this, 120 ERC-20 tokens. And uh, several of them are in there already if you download the eToro wallet maker basic attention token, Amizigo, and a bunch of others are going to be following really soon. Yep. And the CEO for eToro, Yoni, who we'll have on the show uh, in an upcoming episode, he stated, just as eToro has opened up traditional markets for investors, we want to do the same in the tokenized world. Blockchain will eventually eat traditional financial services through tokenization. It's called how are financial services best served? Fried or fricasseed? Or I'm not sure. Probably the same way that John McAfee is going to cook up his, his lunch. <laughs> you, you don't think that? Bitcoin's going to be a million dollars by the end of 2020, Travis? I do not. I don't think it's going to be anywhere close. I think we probably will be sitting maybe around 50, 60 grand, but I don't think that we'll be sitting over 100 grand. And I surely don't think we'll be sitting at a million unless, you know, some global economies collapse. Then it could. Dick Lasagna for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned that even though we just had John on the show, we need to get him back on again soon because he's had an incredible wild adventure, you know, being arrested in the Dominican Republic and then getting out and being arrested again and then going to uh, Great Britain. And now he's in, I think, Lithuania. He's in some place in the Baltic states. And I saw his video yesterday. He was literally, he made himself a Faraday cage. It looked like aluminum foil was all over the walls, and you could hear the aluminum foil blowing as he was doing this video. So so there's some crazy stuff going on with John, and I think it would be super entertaining to chat with him if, if he could chat with us because maybe he's too incognito. Yeah, I don't know. So eToro is making a big move. They've got over 10 million users around the world, but they're really just coming into the U.S. and wanting to compete with Coinbase and Robinhood. And now that we see what their platform can do, we welcome them wholeheartedly. In fact, if you sign up for eToro, download the app using the link that we'll give you and deposit $50, that's it, just $50 with eToro, buy crypto with that $50, you will get free bad coin socks from us 
and there's only a hundred of them in existence right now. Not saying we won't make more, but there's only 100 pairs of bad coin socks. So right now, if you were to get one, you would have 1% of the supply. <laughs> yeah. And wait till those socks go to the moon. To the- <laughs> you, especially when the sun and every time you wash them, you could have a sock having wait, we have like, to where's my uh, other sock go. Send some to uh, Elon Musk so he could put them on SpaceX and they really can go to the moon. That's true. I think you should check it out. I think you should go to badco.in forward slash eToro, E-T-O-R-O. Check it out. Check out the amazing landing page that I created and then click on one of the links. If you're in America, click in the America link. It's very clear. If you're internationally, which means not America, click the other link. Uh, because I got to keep track of where you guys are from because there's different regulations in different places. So click on the right link. And then once you do that, make sure to take a screenshot of uh, your your account after you've made your purchase and send it over to us. We'll verify that with eToro and get you a pair of socks and some stickers sent out to you. I wonder if the president is going to sign up for eToro because, you know, he, we, he, he can get some bad coin socks too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I do think that this is a good time for another player to come into the space because we've talked about it with Coinbase banning people for political, you know, opinions and Robinhood really not allowing you to be a, do full trading with your crypto. Mm-hmm. And you can't actually send crypto to Robinhood and then trade that with other stuff. You have to send in the dirty fiat. So, you know, eToro gives you the right platform. Plus by signing up, you can get a hundred thousand dollars worth of fake money and you can just do trades and play on your own. Uh, with the with the the play money which i think is pretty cool you can be fake toshi oh which reminds me in our next episode that's going to come out we are going to analyze or at least look at all of the different theories on who satoshi nakamoto may or may not be so you guys aren't going to want to miss that by the way i was trying to set you up for a segue when i said the president would you know maybe get some bad coin socks and you just left me hanging there so thanks sorry about that go ahead and seg your own way (laughs) (laughs) so you know a few weeks ago trump um attacked crypto and bitcoin after you know facebook announced libra and people kind of said yawn so what the price you know continued to go up and now steve bannon who is trump's former white house chief strategist is saying the opposite thing he thinks bitcoin and cryptos have a big future. He was on CNBC. He said, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies could be a very important part going forward, particularly in this global populist revolt. So I think that uh, he said that during the bear market in 2018, he, quote, had enough courage to buy it as it went all the way down. Mr. Bannon, you're very courageous. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's one of those things you can see how Trump would not like it because it goes against, you know, he's all about trying to prop up the dollar because he's the president of the United States. And so his stance of being against it would make sense. If I was president, I probably, you know, publicly, you're trying to not have the dollar collapse. You want the stock market to be good. You want the economy to be good. I would probably be trying to find a way to make a USD crypto dollar, um, something that's compatible would probably be the way to, to to combat it because, you know, there's some other articles that we're going to be talking about here coming up. But it's really interesting. It's like not only, you know, is, is Trump against Bitcoin, but it's like chief of staff loves Bitcoin, right? One of the guys, I don't know if it's chief of staff or not, but one of the, the guys in his organization 
uh, his uh, administration loves Bitcoin, big proponent of it. And there's these companies out here like Facebook that are creating their own stable coins. And there's going to be more companies out there that will, will do that as well. So that's why I think there was a lot of conversation around it. The day that Trump said he didn't like Bitcoin and was skeptical of Libra was the day that they had the social media summit in Washington, D.C., when all the social media influencers uh, that had been banned from social platforms that went and talked to the president. And I think that the Libra thing set off some alarms in his head, and then he associated it with Bitcoin. All cryptocurrencies are bad. He's just sort of mouthing off. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, if the economy does start tanking, like we're seeing potentially, more and more money is going to start flowing into cryptocurrencies as a safe haven to protect, especially if the stock market starts tanking. It could be interesting this next couple of years leading up, well, at least the next year and a half leading up to the election, what it's going to be looking like. Well, in the meantime, the Federal Reserve Board uh, appears to want to do their own thing. And according to this article in Cointelegraph, they're planning to release a real-time payments and settlement service to boost the payment infrastructure in the country. They sent out a press release about it, and it's a payment system called FedNow, which is allegedly to launch in 2023 or 24, which, by the way, that's mind-blowing to me. I was born in 1964, and I remember thinking, you know, the year 2000 was so far off, and now, you know, next year is 2020. I'm like, ah, the future is here. Anyway, it doesn't The year say, 2000 still seems like it's far away. <laughs> it doesn't say if this is blockchain-based at all, but basically the crypto market, you know, reacted with a collective yawn. Like, uh, you guys, you know, you're kind of a little late to the game. And why do you need a payment system when we have already developed a fast, yeah. safe payment network? Yeah. And, oh, we're going to release it in five years or so. I mean, way down the road. Like, the government doesn't innovate fast enough. There's so much bureaucracy and there's so many layers of repetitive, unnecessary people right? The block system. And they all wanted, they all got to do a little bit of some, some to kind of, you know, it just prolongs things like, oh, you know what? Uh, Facebook is going to launch Libra. And guess what? They're going to do it next year. They're like, they're innovating it and knocking it out. And then, and then the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, nor is it a reserve, said, hey, we're going to create Fed now, Fed later, <laughs> sometime in 2024. <laughs> Well, after the said, next happening, after the next Bitcoin happening, yeah, we're, we're going to do this, guys, one day. Well, you know, you said Libra comes out next year. Well, maybe, maybe not. There's an article on Crypto Slate, which you found that says Libra may be canceled due to regulatory concerns. Facebook tells investors, you know, because mm -hmm. coming under a lot of uh, it. it the, the, the government basically is looking at this with a microscope. They've had hearings on it already, and they're like, slow your roll, Facebook. Slow your roll. Uh, we're not sure that we will allow you to do this. Mm -hmm. so Facebook is coming out and saying, well, maybe we won't do this. You know what I say? I say BS. I say that that is just a front. Uh, this is just my you know analysis of it, which is as good as anybody's maybe worse than some but my analysis is that they're just saying that so that investors don't buy based on facebook saying we're doing the crypto but they're going to move forward i don't care if the government tells them slow your roll and don't develop until we have further hearings and regulation they're going to do it anyway you know they are well what they're going to do is they already have something i read this that 
Facebook will just set up that headquarters for Libra in Bermuda, right? There's nothing stopping it. And there's no reason why they can't say their world headquarters is in another country at that point. So I don't think there's any stopping it. And, you know, some regulators were even talking about that, that they cannot, Bitcoin is unstoppable. There's nothing they can do to regulate it, to, to slow its role. Now, you know, there's a lot of corporate heavyweights that are behind Libra, right? I mean, just as, you know, PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, Stripe, Hello, pretty much every payment processor right there, those four, not counting American Express, they're not involved, but PayPal, Visa, MasterCard, Stripe, wow, that's huge. And they're behind the Libra deal. And there's 2.4 billion users on, on Facebook, which could be, using the, could be using their own, that stable coin. And I think that scares people because that, that will then become like, isn't it, would that be like the largest government sized currency in the world? Because, yeah. you know, China has 1.6, 1.7 billion people. China. And, China. And, China. Yeah, China has 1.7 billion people, and then Facebook has 2.4 billion. Um, you know, that's a whole lot of people. That's a whole lot of power and influence. And especially when America only has like 330 million people, Facebook could become even more powerful than they already are if they are allowed to do this unchecked, which I can see why the government could be concerned about it. They like to regulate everything. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? Uh, I'm, China. I'm a little distracted. We're talking uh, about China. Okay. Well, I'm distracted because on this Cointelegraph article I'm looking at, there's a video playing in the sidebar, and it's a bunch of people in BDSM writhing around uh, sexually. And sex and crypto thing? Sex and crypto. Like, what the hell is this? Mm. On Cointelegraph, apparently there's a documentary or something that uh, it's, it's a 13 minute or so video here called sex and crypto. So, so we're going to go ahead and pause the show here real quick. And I mean, um, you went from China to, I'm looking at <laughs> literally looking at some, it's some China. So um, yeah, I, maybe I'll just put a link. Cause now you guys are probably curious about that. So there'll be a link in the show notes to the YouTube video. Uh, this is adult entertainment, I suppose. To- well, sex, sex and crypto, people paying for sex with crypto. I don't know what that is. is it's they're a doing lots of live documentary, censorship resistant, pseudo-anonymous, untraceable. These are the main characteristics that make crypto an enticing payment method for purchasing adult content. And it goes into that. And so this is, I don't know if it's a sponsored thing or what it is, but it is a 13 and a half minute documentary on Cointelegraph's YouTube channel. Again, it'll be in the show notes. I'm going to watch it later because I'm curious as heck to see just, you know, because the porn... I'm going to watch it right now. (laughs) Porn industry, uh, whatever you think of it, has been responsible for being the pioneers and early adopters for technology. Uh, You know, it is because of the porn industry on the positive side that we have e-commerce. Right. They're the first and, uh, you know, video broadcasting tools. They were among the first to implement this stuff before it went to mainstream. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious to see what this is true. And it's also, you know, the fault of the porn industry that my right forearm is bigger than my left. forearm. (laughs) I don't understand what you're saying, Mr. Travis. Right. Could you could you be more specific? Are you you ambidextrous? (laughs) I'm a lefty. 
<laughs> that was crude. I apologize, but I blame I blame you. I'm just left-handed. I blame cauliflower, Chuck. <laughs> no, let's move on here. Found a story here on Coindesk.com about this young Russian who makes a living manipulating the crypto markets. He is a a pump and dumper. He's a 20-year-old college student named Alexei Andruyanin. He lives in Moscow, and he told Coindesk how his company was helping token projects get traction via inflated trading volume. Mm-hmm. I, I got into crypto business when I was 18. I was studying at university. There were some problems in my family. Let's put it this way. I need money. I go to an entry-level job at crypto startup. Main part of my salary was in token. I trust the startup. I know nothing about the crypto. Next thing I know, I'm out there pumping and the dumping of all of the ICOs. I am the pumping top master. Speaking, speaking of pumping, wait, uh, sex and crypto. Wait, uh, you just call him the pumping dump master? <laughs> what, what is that even? Uh, the pumping dump master. Interesting stuff. I mean, this guy is actually a video of him talking to CoinDesk. I don't know if you are going to do something like this that you would want to put yourself out there publicly. Yeah. That's what his business If someone needs to have coin pumped, you contact me, Alexi. I will pump and dump <laughs> all over you. you like. I, I am the pumping dump master. <laughs> Alexi. Oh, come on, guys. Where are you going to get crypto news like this? Right? Tell a friend. Phone a friend. I don't know. Listen. I'm glad we're doing these bad news again. We, I missed this. This is funny. Yeah, this is good stuff. Okay, this story from the Merkle, which, by the way, is back. The Merkle.com member, it was gone, and they changed to another name. Oh, yeah, they changed to such a weird name that I'd never remember it. Yeah, it's now the Merkle again. I searched for it. I found it. And this is interesting. They did an article on the top six ERC-20 tokens ranked by the number of people that are holding them. Mm. That's an interesting way to look at it. So they evaluated 204,000 token contracts on the Ethereum blockchain. Mm. And uh, the six that are listed in this article are the ones that are being held by the most people. And the first one is one that I've never, I think I probably am holding some of these from an airdrop. But That's exactly, Mr. Joel Kahn, what I was going to say is that this is in no way Uh, proof of the validity of these tokens because i got a big dump of 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 this xnn the xenon tokens did you get it from the pump and dump master i got the thumbs up pump and dump master uh no no, yeah so like there's seven hundred and forty-seven thousand token holders of xenon but it's worth nothing and most of those people got it because of a of an airdrop so that's that's irrelevant well but it is the one that is being held by the most wallets and i think i got some too but i'm not seeing it in my ether wallet how many do you have oh i think it's like seven point something or something small not a lot oh oh here we go i found mine in one of my erc20 wallets i have 634.253576626 xnn Oh, yeah, I have like one more than you than that. Yeah, well, that's because you're one better. Uh, Next up is a one that actually is traded. Mm -hmm. It is Omisigo, OMG. OMG, 654,482 token holders of that. 
Mm-hmm. Next up is VIN, V-I-N, uh, not to be confused with the vehicle identification number. Oh, no, it or is. Vince, it or actually, Vince Scully, <laughs> Dodgers. It actually is. It's a blockchain project focused on registering complete vehicle data in one marketplace. So I, I hadn't even heard of it. But yeah, great token name. And there's 478,000 token holders. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we got next? Next up is the data coin, which is data. And that's market caps only 8.37 million, but there are 434,836 token holders of that, which uh, is quite a few. You say only, but you know, the bad coin market cap is only about 150,000. That's true. So, I mean, actually, as of right, now, right now, the market cap for bad. But luckily, we have contacted Alexi. And um, no, 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 we have not. We have his email now. We have in no uncertain terms, (laughs) Mr. Travis Wright. He he is making a joke. There will be no very bad pumping and dumping of the bad coin. 194,000 is actually the market cap for bad coin right now, and uh, trading for. A handful of uh, Satoshi. But that does not matter. What matters is, is we have lots of people mining it and teaching the world about how to mine crypto with that coin. That's the cool part. Rounding out the top six is Ucash and then the Binance coin, BNB, which is actually a top 10 token. And I think that's what makes that impressive. There's 314,220 users holding the uh, BNB token. Really a big holding. Uh, that, you know, it's at like $27. Yeah. Crazy that, you know, they launched. I didn't buy enough of them during the ICO time, man. What the hell was I thinking? Well, buy some more. Gosh. Or don't. Don't. All right. Next up in the news, we got some blockchain social media stuff going on, Mr. Joel Com. This new platform is vowing to return the power to the users and there are a few other ones out there. There's a few that are popping up. You know, we started a new show around EOS Voice. So if you actually go on any of the platforms, your, your podcast platforms, and type in EOS Voice, uh, we should pop up. EOS Voice News is what we're doing. But there's this new platform called Apix, A-P-P-I-C-S. They say the, the beta version of their platform is open to crypto enthusiasts and early adopters, but it's only invite only right now. And we've not been invited. However, there's more than 120 global ambassadors in 20 countries that are working on this thing. And um, how does it work, Mr. Jokom? I'm not exactly sure how it works yet. I went to the website for Apex. The uh, website for it is apex.com, A-P-P-I-C-S, and you could apply for the beta. But the idea is the same as what we've seen in other crypto social sites, is that you are to be rewarded for the content you post and how popular it is. And, you know, I'm really hoping that we're able to get somebody from the EOS voice team to join us on EOS voice news soon. I know introductions are supposed to be being made and there's been no news from those guys. It'll be really disappointing if they fail at it, but somebody is going to succeed. And so Apex is something that you might want to check out to uh, see if there's a way to, change the social media landscape because let's face it facebook twitter those guys suck that's true great stuff yeah so post high quality stuff get paid in cryptos that's a good way to that's a good business model and um yeah interesting speaking of earlier we were talking about how you know mastercard is part of the libra program Mm -hmm. well mastercard is building a team to develop crypto and wallet projects 
uh, says this Coindesk article, they're looking to hire a bunch of blockchain professionals, including senior roles. Uh, they have a career website. They're looking for a senior blockchain engineer, engineering lead, director for product development, innovation, vice president for product management, director of product management for cryptocurrency and wallets. So, you know, cryptocurrency is a fad so much so that MasterCard is looking for expertise in blockchain tech so they can build their own. Here's uh, from the job description looking for candidates. It says, do you have the courage to look into the eyes of disruptive forces without fear and maneuver them to your advantage? Do you have the desire to work at the cutting edge intersection of payments and cryptocurrencies? Do you have the ambition to build something which you can narrate to your grandchildren? Yeah. Is the answer no? Well, me too. <laughs> Do you like bacon? Yes. Then join us. At then you could be a VP at MasterCard. Yeah. So, yeah, crypto's a fad. Blockchain's a fad. It's not going to happen. But meanwhile, every Fortune 500 company in the world, I'm exaggerating, but so many of them are looking at blockchain and crypto solutions. And they're not the only ones. Article from Crypto Slate talks about Amazon and T-Mobile are predicted to create their own stable coins. Stably is the business that is making this prediction. And they're saying that a branded stable coin will allow these companies to convert their customers' cash to a stable reserve, which earns interest income for the company as long as it sits in the reserve. They're going to save on transaction fees. Um, they're going to be able to market easier. They're going to be able to build customer loyalty better. And so stable coins are, are not, you know, it started with Tether. But there's, you know, a lot of stable coins right now and many more on the way. And I guess we could expect to see them from some of these bigger companies. Yeah. Stably.io is the, is the website. And they say they're the stable way to bring dollars into cryptocurrency. I think it looks like there might be an onboarding engine. This might actually be just sort of a PR play to try to get Amazon or T-Mobile or some of those big companies to, to create their own stable coins through Stably is what it looks like it might be. But, uh, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, is that, uh, you know, different brands, like imagine Apple, you buy some Apple product, you get some Apple coin as well, you know, loyalty type stuff. And it just the quickness of payments because, you know, credit cards take a certain percentage out of every transaction that costs consumers money. And it also costs, you know, uh, retail places money as well. They can create their own stable coin and have it tied to the dollar. That works really well as long as the dollar's stable. But what happens when the dollar's no longer stable? If we start talking in about some situations like we talked about earlier where, you know, China's doing some currency manipulation, the value of their currency is going down. That means that when they're paying tariffs, it's going to be less and all this other stuff. And, like, what happens if the U.S. dollar goes down? I, I, I would really love a stable coin pegged to gold or something. I think that would be one that's not a scam, right? I'd really like to have one that is tied to precious metals. That's legit. You know well, what I mean? Wasn't uh, that what Novum Gold was doing? They were mm -hmm. on a, a previous mm -hmm. edition of uh, Crypto yep. Spotlight. That could be really legit. It could be. Uh, we get, still, it's one of those things we got to kind of wait and see and make sure that it is all legit. But that's what I would really like to see because I don't know that I necessarily trust coins that are tied to the dollar if the dollar collapses. Like, what happens then? Not good. Not good at all. By the way, you're right about this. This is a guest post by Corey Wang 
from Stabley, but it says written by Alan Fan, Stabley's summer intern. Doesn't mean it's wrong, just so you know that the article that appears here in Crypto Slate is definitely written by somebody from Stabley. And- it's interesting talking, interesting something to think about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, from my world, the gaming world, we continue to see more money raised for uh, blockchain-based games. And there's a company, I actually met these guys at, I want to say either consensus, no, it's South by, I met them at South by Horizon Blockchain Games, and they raised $3.75 million for a virtual trading card game called Skyweaver. So they're going to be competing with the other game we've talked about before, Gods Unchained. And I think we're going to see a lot more of these uh, these types of blockchain games, especially where there is scarcity amongst the the elements of the game. And in the case of a trading card game, you know, just like in uh, physical trading card games like Magic the Gathering, there's rare cards. Well, rare cards on blockchain, you know who owns them and they can be sold and transferred a lot easier than, you know, putting a card on eBay and shipping it across the country. And so this game is supposed to come out in the fall uh, of this year. It's called Skyweaver. Skyweaver. I believe we can get all the cryptos. So we know what the Bitcoin symbol is. We know what the Litecoin symbol is. We know the Ethereum and the EOS symbol. We even know what the Badcoin symbol is. But what is a Satoshi? What does that look like? And so the Bitcoin community is now trying to come up with what the Satoshi symbol is. Because, you know, since Bitcoin goes to eight decimal places with the lowest unit, 0.00000001 being a Satoshi, in the future, if Bitcoin does indeed go to 100,000 or a million, people are going to be dealing with Satoshis, not Bitcoin. You're not going to say, well, I'll give you one twenty-five thousand three hundred seventy-ninth of a Bitcoin, right? That's true. Yeah. Satoshi needs a symbol. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so the dollar sign is an S, right? Which I don't know why it was a dollar sign was an S uh, with two lines through it. That would be a really good one for Satoshi actually thinking about it. But um, maybe an S with like two horizontal lines through it or something would be would make sense. Well, I wonder why the dollar sign is a do- is an S with two lines through it. I wonder what the reasoning for that is. I don't think I've ever learned that. Well, you can duck, duck, go that, Mr. Travis. Ray. I could go figure that out. Maybe I'll check it out in the Find future. Out. There's some interesting examples of some ideas here. One of them is kind of like an at sign that in the middle ends with a dollar sign in it. So eventually we will be seeing the Satoshis um, more than Bitcoin if Bitcoin does indeed go as high as many are saying it will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what they say. Got to stack those sats. Keep stacking sats. Who said that? Who said that when you interviewed him? What was his uh, name? That would have been uh, Max Kaiser. Max Kaiser. Yes. Got to stack those sats. And, stack. Hey, by the way, Max, don't be lazy. Get on the show, dude. Somebody reach out to Max. We told, He said he would be on. He's like, maybe we'll just do it in person somewhere instead. I'm like, it's hard to get us together. Schedule the interview, dude. And he's uh, he hasn't done that yet. Okay, so final story. This one is hilarious. A guy posted on Reddit in the subreddit TIFU, which stands for Till I F Up. And 
But today I effed up, isn't it? Is it? Oh, today I effed up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to read this, okay? He said, so today I sold my Bitcoin I bought two years ago. I spent like $100 on the investment or something. I cashed it out at a Bitcoin ATM and brought it home. The first thing I did was celebrate. To celebrate was buy some edibles. He's not talking about just, you know, um, junk food gang. He's talking about edible weed, right? Marijuana. I buy some edibles, eat a whole brownie, and am out of it. I order some pizza, makes sense, take some money from my wad and put it in a pile on the table next to me. Was like a 20, so I put 23. Since I'm high AF, the pizza delivery girl knocks. I grab the wad of all the money, not the $23 stack. I give it to her and she starts crying. She keeps saying, are you sure? You don't know how much this is going to help me. Freaked out and high, I say, okay, (laughs) and just rush inside. Right now, after waking up, being passed out, I realize what I've done. Gave away my bill money (laughs) this month. LOL. I tipped my pizza delivery driver $1,100 while high on brownie edibles by accident and have no money to pay for my bills. (laughs) But he did get paid some uh, three Reddit Platinums, five Reddit Golds, and nine Reddit Silvers, which are worth nothing. Yeah. So you pay Reddit that money in order to give somebody one of those, and Reddit gets all the money. I want I want to uh, donate some bad coin to this poor guy. <laughs> but pizza and Bitcoin, right? It started with uh, pizza being the first purchase for you know that somebody paid Bitcoin for ten thousand Bitcoin for two Papa John's mm-hmm. pizzas, and now this guy's throwing money around to tip wait uh, his delivery people because he's he did <laughs> he gave away he gave away. A little bit less than a tenth of a Bitcoin now. That's That's, the, and that's she, she was happy. I mean, it changed her, you know, made her day, made her week, probably her month. I mean, she brought the guy a pizza. And mm-hmm. he still was like, here, take take 1100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, and to, his, and to his credit, he didn't call up the pizza company and say, hey, I screwed up. He let her keep it. He didn't. He didn't. I, I probably would have been like, whoa, man, I'm sorry. I was drunk and stoned. I, I think I gave the... <laughs> The delivery driver eleven hundred dollars instead of a hundred dollars. I was going to give her a hundred dollars. I did not mean to get her eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, but that would be super douchey to ask. It would be super douchey to ask that. Yeah, I don't. But it's a thousand dollars if that's your money for your bills. That means he's in a certain spot in his life where he doesn't have reserve. Like he's going to be struggling now as a result of his stone stupidity. Mm. StoneStupidity.com. That might be an actual site. If not, it could be. I want to give a shout out to the Crypto Chick, our friend Rachel Wilson, whose spinoff show, The Crypto Chick, is doing really well. And if you guys aren't listening, why not go to the CryptoChick.io and check it out? She's got a fascinating interview that you want to listen to. It's titled Taxes and Cryptocurrency, Bridging the Gap for Regulators. She's got the founder of, of Vitax. Jidi uh, Barzakeh, sounds like an Israeli name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right or not. My uh, my apologies. And uh, Lokay Cohen, who is the VP at Bitax, B-I-T-T-A-X, Bitax probably. Uh, it's a crypto tax calculation platform. And if you guys want to know what's happening in taxes and crypto, go listen to this episode, thecryptochick.io forward slash 016 is where you will find that show. That is true. And again, a shout out to our show sponsors, Nasgo, nasgo.com, and eToro. eToro, go check that out at badco.in forward slash eToro. 
It'll make all your dreams come true. We love you guys so much. In fact, we love you so much that Travis is now going to serenade you. Serenading all of you with badness. Don't be bad. Don't be sad. But stay bad anyway. That was worthless. That was like right off the top of my head for no reason. Why do you put me in these positions, Mr. Joel Gama? I hate you. <laughs> stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.